0: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much I desire. Ooh, rip This team loves to
1: win ugly. Winning ugly gets you to this point. Takes the snap on third down. Rodgers waits, throws, right side, got a man wide open. Touchdown, and it's Robert Tanyan again. Aaron Rodgers with his fourth touchdown of the game going to be a good week for the Green Bay Packers. Getting a
0: chance to move on. One more to go, and we'll talk to you next week. And we'll talk to you this week, because we are back and better than ever. This is the illusion of complexity. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. It's been a rough couple of ones, as you can see. We've had a few things going through. Uh, recently, I have been uh, down with the sick. Oh, wow. I put that one together on my own, so I was really excited to use that one. So thank you guys for, for letting me do that. I am uh, joined today. I'm your host. I'm Jacob Westendorf, and I am joined by the great Aaron Allis.
2: Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch.
0: What? in the hell was that? Uh, that was an oops, But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to hit that one, but... Okay. Um, Oh man. Aaron. And I would never call you that. So
1: that was quite an entrance.
0: Yeah. Dane cook apparently thinks you're uh, the B word. So my apologies on that, but we'll, uh, we'll just forget that happened and move forward. Aaron. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Um, Nothing to report over the last two weeks, just same shit, different day.
0: (laughs) Ready to uh, move into the week where you're heading to Indianapolis for. I am. Yeah. I'll
1: be, I'll be at the game. I mean, (laughs) Indianapolis is, basically like cut down on, I don't know, activities this past week. So I'm just like checking my email compulsively just being like, okay, are they going to cancel it? Are they going to cancel it? Are they going to cancel it? But I think at this point it's good to go, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> one would like to think at least that they, they might, I think what they'll do is if they do that, it'll be, this game will be the last, last agree. They won't say now, cause they've already sold the tickets. So they're not going to give refunds if they don't have to uh, for something that's just, they'll probably try and get through that. But also with us, we have Zachy vengeance, Zach Jacobson, who you heard on the vocals early on, uh, to intro the show here. So Zach, how are you? I'm good
2: guys. Um, that was the first time I've done something that aggressive with my, my vocal cords since probably like 2009. So I think I like pulled a, a muscle if that's possible. So thanks Jacob for making me appreciate
1: your dedication.
2: No. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking one for the, for the team. So, um, <laughs>
0: I hope it sounded good. At least I thought, I I thought it was pretty good. So I've got no complaints on that. So I was, was then yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll live with it. It beats the last intro where you didn't know the words.
2: (laughs) You know what, Jacob, I warned you beforehand and we're not going to go over this again. So I, (laughs) like you knew what to expect. (laughs) So just like, get off
0: my ass. All right. (laughs) Um Uh, phrasing. Yeah, so sorry, Zach. Thank you for just four choice of words there. So everybody, welcome to the show. I'm sure if you missed us, you don't any longer and you've probably turned the show off by this point. I don't blame you. Not
2: even four minutes
0: in. Nope. Yeah, three minutes or less. So kudos for making it that long and and yeah. Um, Phrasing. (laughs) we're two for two on that one so we're in guys we're back and and better than ever here guys so we've got a an action pack show for you tonight the packers take on the indianapolis colts this weekend let's put a bow on the jaguars game real quick just any any real takeaways that you guys have other than hey they won cool awesome let's just call it a win and move on
1: That's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, (laughs) as most people know, I didn't actually get to watch it because I lost power and I don't have data signal on my phone out in the here in the middle of nowhere. So I couldn't actually watch it, but just kind of based on what I saw, based on what I read and all that jazz. It sounded like it was a game that you just shake off and move on, that you don't really want to look at the tape. You just move ahead, Uh, address the energy issues that they've continued to have and, you know, move forward.
2: Yeah, well, Aaron's a fake fan. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. Um, I feel like a lot of people enter this game with the expectation that the Packers were going to just blow the Jaguars out of the water because it's a 1-7 football team, and they should. But there's also this weird, incorrect belief that the Jaguars aren't going to show up and play as hard as they possibly can, and they're just going to roll over and submit and... No NFL team is going to do that. No competitive player on a fifty-three man roster is going to do that. So, you know, they gave the Packers all they had. I mean, you know, after those first three drives, where the Packers punted three straight times, and the only first down came from that that uh, DPI on Robert Tunyon, Um, I think that was when the Packers kind of realized, you know, there was, you know, that realization, like, oh shit, you know, these guys are these guys are playing hard. These guys are, you know, maybe better than a lot of people kind of give him credit for. So, you know, it was a really close game throughout, maybe uncomfortably close for a lot of people, but you know, they were able to kind of just get out of there with a the win and I think that's the most important thing. They were able to escape. You know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Just they were able to escape, you know, kind of just in that mid-season tough opponent. Their record may not look like they're they're that tough, but it's still a good
0: uh, you know, still still a tough challenge of a football team. And now they can just look ahead to Indianapolis. Yeah, and you know what, they were ahead at the end of the game ultimately. You know, I've talked about this a million times. I call it the college footballization of the NFL, as everybody's got this idea of not only do you have to win, but it has to look a certain way for you to win. And you know, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Jamal Williams, name your player. They talk about it all the time. How it's hard to win week to week in the NFL. And every team's got paid players to play professional football. And they've all got their stars, they've got good players on the other side. And Sometimes you don't play your best, and the Packers would certainly tell you that they didn't. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the only thing I care about is wins and losses. And I think that, you know, people saying that Super Bowl contenders don't have games like that against bad teams are just absolutely incorrect. You know, that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the last undefeated team in the NFL, and they were a last second Hail Mary type of play away from losing to the Dallas Cowboys. With Garrett Gilbert playing quarterback, no disrespect to the Cowboys or Garrett Gilbert, but the Cowboys are a defeated, injured, bad football team with Garrett Gilbert as a fourth string quarterback. Yeah, and,
1: imagine picking them to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Listen, I don't know who would have done that, but <laughs> mm, me neither. Who, who in, could have possibly done that, Jacob? In yeah, well, in my defense. Um, you know, I didn't anticipate them losing half or all of their offensive line and their starting quarterback, but they were bad before that. They so, were. That's not an excuse. <laughs> well, next year I will not be fooled by the NFC East because <laughs> I think it was not, not last year, but maybe the year prior, I picked the Eagles to go, go to and win the Super Bowl. So maybe I'm drinking too much NFC East Kool-Aid and I need to stop doing that. So,
2: yeah, I mean, the NFC East Kool-Aid at this point is like cyanide. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, um, <laughs> to your point, you know, about, about the Jaguars. Yeah. There is that expectation that, that college, collegeization. I like, I like how you, you put that, that word. Um, wow. I lost my train of thought, but uh, yeah, you know, you kind of look at how the Packers have started at home kind of this season in their four games, you know, they were down 14 to three against the lions. You know, they, um, they lost to the Vikings. They, they, um, that you know this game against the Jaguars, that kind of start out there was like no energy. That you know a lot of Matt Lafleur, you know and kind of Aaron Rodgers have have uh, alluded to that. really, you know really their only kind of domineering performance at home this season was against the Falcons on Monday Night Football. You know that was or was it Sunday Night? Either way, you guys get the point. That was really their only kind of domineering performance at home, and it was just a really sluggish lackadaisical uh Performance, you know, a lot of people on Twitter too during during Sunday's game, they were talking about, you know, the Packers are always playing down to their opponent and this and that, and it just I don't understand that. You don't, they're not playing down to their opponent. They're not underestimating the Jaguars. They're not purposely trying to play bad football. Devontae Adams didn't purposely drop two passes or fumble, or Aaron Rodgers didn't throw that really uncharacteristic interception on the crosser to MVS. It's just, you know, a, a accumulation of things that just. You know, the Jaguars, they were a tough matchup. And throughout throughout the years, the Jaguars have always posed a tough matchup to the Packers. In 2008, they, I, I think they beat the Packers. Um, and uh, in 20, 2016, 2012, I, I believe they had a close game. 2016, when the Packers went to Jacksonville, that was a close game in the season opener. So, you know, it's not like the Jaguars, you know, the Packers have just been throttling them in every single meeting. You know, they're, they're, they're a well-coached football team. That culture in Jacksonville is just, that is what it is.
1: Well, and I think it's also impressive um, that given, you know, the points they gave up, the stupid points, two turnovers and a punt return for a touchdown, like, I think it's important to note that they still won despite all of this sloppy, like uncharacteristic stuff. And I think that that is a positive to take away from it is that, you know, when everybody kind of felt versus Tampa Bay when like things went wrong that they were unable to like dig out of that hole, they were able to do that against the Jaguars. And I think that that should be something that you take away to have all those problems and still come away with the win, I think is,
0: you know, a positive. Yeah. And something I always say to remember is, you know, this isn't Madden where Aaron Rodgers is a 95 and Devontae Adams is a 96. And sometimes they play like 73s. Devontae Adams said in his media availability today that it was the worst game of his career. On, on Sunday with two drops and a lost fumble and just some of that stuff too. And sometimes your guys just, you don't play well. They're humans. That's why, you know, we're not robots uh, on the field out there. And you can't just look at everything in a vacuum that way. It's just not that simple. Even if there are some teams, you know, the Patriots were a really good example of that for years of just making everything look so monotonous and simple. But even they had games like that where they would lose and sometimes lose badly. I mean, we've talked about the Kansas city game, Right before we're on to Cincinnati, where they lost 41 to 14 to a not good Chiefs team. And then obviously the Patriots do what the Patriots did right after that. They blew everyone away and they win the freaking Super Bowl because that's what you do when you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and combine that all together. And of course, that's how it works out. But the Packers, they survive, they move on, and they're seven and two. And seven and two is a hell of a lot more fun than two and seven. And, you know, for the people that, Want to consistently complain that the team is not very good. I invite you to go back and watch the 2018 team or the 2017 team after Rodgers broke his collarbone or some of those teams and realize, you know, that's what not good looks like because you can't just say, well, this team has Aaron Rodgers and that's why they're good because the 2018 team had Aaron Rodgers, albeit compromised. He had a hurt leg, but they were still not good and they were really bad for most. I mean, they ended up winning, I think, six games that season. That team wasn't very good. This team is and they're 7-2, and and they're going to move into Indianapolis, and that's where we're going to start now, guys. And we're going to start on Green Bay's offense against Indy's defense, because that is the matchup that's going to get most of the fanfare, if you will. Indy's got maybe the best defense in all of football. Green Bay has one of the best offenses in all of football. They're coming off not their best game. I will say this, as much as Green Bay has talked about, or, or as much as we've talked about Green Bay not playing that well, I think that there are a lot of guys on Sunday, some of them on defense, but one on offense that played the best game of his career to date is Marquez Valdez Scantling. And this is somebody who, you know, at the trade deadline, I think you saw now, I think we have a much better idea now as to why people can understand why the Packers were quiet at the trade deadline was because they knew that the David Bakhtiari deal was this close to being done and now it is done and he'll be a Packer for the next four seasons. And that was a significant, push on their salary cap uh, to where trading for a player like Will Fuller for just to throw that name out there, you probably don't get the Bakhtiari deal done if that's the case. But since then, MBS has had a really good stretch. Uh, I had two touchdowns against San Francisco. He did have the one drop, but he had a deep ball touchdown against them and he had one in the red zone and he had a long touchdown on Sunday against Jacksonville. Aaron, what are your thoughts on him just kind of progressing as a player. Is this somebody that you think will ever be able to kind of consistently put things together? Cause we've seen stuff like this before.
1: Uh, I am so happy that he had a good game. Um, he takes a lot of crap and, and, and I know some of it is deserved, but obviously I feel like our fan base overreacts a lot and tends to just get really ugly. Um, and so I was really happy to see that that he had a good game. I think he needed it. And I think it was Lafleur that kind of mentioned uh, during the off season or during training camp that, you know, MBS needed a lot of confidence that last year he really lost it. And that kind of coincided with his play kind of taking a dip. And I think for a game for him to have a game like that, I'm really excited to see what happens next to see if he can ride that momentum or if he's going to get inside his own head, get anxious and start dropping balls again. And, but I think, uh, the best thing to come out of it is that the Colts now have to like take him seriously, you know, because if obviously he's the deep threat and with Devante possibly being injured and not a hundred percent, you know, you need to make sure you account for both of them. And I think that that should be interesting to watch against the Colts of, of how they're going to handle, you know, now a wide receiver three and then Lazard comes back a wide receiver two. I mean, that's a pretty dangerous top three. So Yeah.
0: All right, so you get that, and you know she just mentioned MVS, and then you've got obviously Alan Lazard could potentially back this week, and Zach. Something I've talked about since the deadline is everybody's obsessed with this idea of Green Bay trading for getting another wide receiver, and you know your show partner on this network is one of those people that has talked several times about Green Bay needing to get somebody else in the in the fold here, and he's certainly entitled to that opinion. I think it would be helpful, uh, but I've also thought that the Packers have enough. I think that if Lazard is healthy, that they have enough on offense to win a championship with the offensive line they have, the stable of running backs they have, and then Devante Lazard, and if MBS can give them a little bit with Robert Tunyon and a little bit of improvement from Jay Sternberger in the last eight games of the season, I think they have enough offense to win a title. What are your thoughts on that idea as they go into playing? These are the kinds of defenses you're going to have to beat if you're going to be able to do that. So India is one of those. What are your thoughts on being able to beat a defense like this and potentially a defense like this in the postseason.
2: I mean, this is something that I've wrote about since, since April, since they decided not to use any single one of their nine picks on a wide receiver. They didn't. Oh no. I don't know if you heard about that, but yeah, no, they didn't draft a receiver.
0: I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, it hasn't been talked about at all.
2: Hey, by the way, they didn't draft a receiver.
0: Aaron, they they drafted their
2: quarterback, right? Yeah, no, they drafted a. Qu- they traded up to draft a quarterback. Are, like Aaron, Aaron, Jacob, you guys listening? They didn't draft a receiver, but they drafted a quarterback. Just making sure you guys. Are
1: you sure listen. that doesn't sound right?
2: Is he starting? No. They, yeah, I'm serious. I am super serious. Know
1: they should have done? They should have picked uh, Justin Jefferson. Why didn't they do that?
2: Okay. See. Stop. That's not funny. Because I wanted them to do that. Like. Okay, that was but like, you know,
1: like, my... like the Vikings were going to trade our, our a pick to us. Right. Right. Know?
0: Right. So let's that's, just go that's for that. The joke
1: uh, that I was making.
0: Yeah, Aaron, was, was that possible? Right. Was that actually possible? No. Sorry, it wasn't. I know everybody talks about mm-hmm. it, but like.
1: Like, I'm not like this, dis- like this,
0: and saying that thinking that we were somehow going to hop into the Vikings spot is ridiculous. Not just the Vikings, but to get in front of them, you would have had to get to the Eagles spot. And the Eagles weren't moving from 21 to 30 right. to try it when they clearly love Jalen Rager. And then before that, you had Jacksonville, and you had the Las Vegas Raiders. So I mean, now you're getting into the stage where you're talking about next year's first-round pick. But that's again, that's beating a dead horse. So Zach, I'm sorry. Uh, you mentioned that they picked a quarterback and that he wasn't starting.
2: I mentioned something like that. I kind of, I kind of trailed off. But, anyways, yeah, this is something I have talked about ever ever since then about how there are this this isn't the 2011 offense where they need five five guys deep on their depth chart five really good guys to come out with empty sets in the backfield and just kind of spread the ball around. You know, this is Matt LaFleur's offense where they were able to disguise multiple coverages. They're able to just mix things up, get the ball into different, you know, different guys' hands involve everybody. And I think that's, that was actually what Jamal Williams said today or when was it today or yesterday on the Jamal Williams show last night, last night. He said that was the biggest difference between Mike McCarthy's offense and Mm -hmm. Matt LaFleur's offense just how everybody else gets involved. And we've seen that with Matt LaFleur's offense, how he involves the running backs, the tight ends. Josiah Dogara, this this rookie, this third-round rookie. In-
0: yeah, I, I love
2: Josiah. I haven't been able to use <laughs> in a while. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Don't ever cut me off again, Matt LaFleur. So <laughs> uh, but we saw him in the first game of his career. He was making an impact, not necessarily on the stat sheet, but he was lining up all kinds of different positions. He was making all kinds of key blocks and that's just a testament to, you know, regardless of your your status or your your experience, you can get on the field and make an impact just because of the way that Matt LaFleur runs this scheme and how guys are being able to are able to be schemed into space, you know? So against the Colts, I mean, they don't need Will, Full- Will Fuller. So I would, you know, it would have been great I think if they pulled off a trade. I think it would have been awesome. Or if they added some kind of firepower, like I think it just would have been great. But they didn't necessarily need it. Like if you can make Aaron Rodgers' job easier, you know, at 36, soon to be 37 years old, that's great. But his job is already made so much easier with the way LaFleur runs his offense. You know, that I I compare it to the way the Patriots ran their offense with Tom Brady for so long. You know, how guys were just schemed open into space and how he was able to take so many of the layup passes and just get the ball out quickly, like right out of his drop. You know, he didn't need to make some of these crazy Superman throws that Aaron Rodgers made throughout his whole time in green Bay. Um, So yeah, no, you, you, you just don't need these crazy playmakers at, at the wide receiver position. So I think for the Packers, their best bet is kind of just hoping that MVS just kind of able to establish that, that, consistency that consistency sorry i turned into like mike tyson for a minute <laughs> consistency for uh for the last two games and he's uh, kind of able to kind of just snap out a uh, snap out of that trend where he just falls off and just vanishes fizzles out like he did in the last two months of last season i think it's just you know it's just that that connection he has from his, his brain to his hands and just not being able to catch the ball it's confidence it's just it, it's everything it's just multiple variable, uh, variables being thrown into the equation here and you know i think i think maybe he had turned a corner you know and that 49ers game had finally been it you know i think that third down drop i think that might have been you know maybe something snapped i don't know but ever since then he has just been on a significant uptick and he's just been playing out of his mind whether or not alan Lazar plays this weekend which is still kind of up in the air right now even though they activated him MVS. Um, he's gonna need to have. A, he's gonna need to have a big game against his defense, and he needs to be that security blanket for Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I think that there are quite a few things that are working in Green Bay's favor as far as their offense goes. And something you talked about is as far as the difference between Mike McCarthy's offense versus Matt Lafleur's is just it's different the way they involve everything, right? I mean, the Packers don't play empty with five wide on the field. Now, some of that obviously they they don't have the personnel to do that. I mean, if they had you know the perfect pack from 2011 yeah they probably would play five wide a little more often but they don't need to do that and i'm not saying that you know when the offseason hits yes i will be clamoring for them to add more players at that position group i Mm -hmm. fully understand that they're going to need to add in my opinion another receiver and probably another back at minimum to that position you know maybe another tight end depending on what happens with Mercedes lewis and how they feel about jay sternberger going into his third season and all that good stuff but for now, it's like I mentioned, I think they, they have enough on offense to win a championship. They, it's a matter of, are they able, and if you look at it, I mean, I think that checks out. Everybody says, oh my God, you're crazy if you think that, but Devontae Adams is arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are two very capable, very good running backs. Alan Lazard has been a reliable piece when he's been healthy. And then you've got Robert Tunyon, who's done some nice things at the tight end position. And the offensive line is one of the best pass blocking groups in all. It's been statistically the best pass blocking group in all of football. That is a bigger deal than people make it out to be. It's almost like we forget about that when we talk about quote unquote weapons, having a really good offensive line like that is something Mm -hmm. that's very beneficial and very helpful. So this offense is good enough. And I think you're going to see that on Sunday. It's not going to be something that gets, I had somebody in my mentions and you know who you are. Please don't watch the game on Sunday because you just said the only thing that's going to happen is Green Bay's offense is going to get steamrolled by this Colts defense. Well, if you think that, then don't even bother watching the game because you already know the outcome. So kudos to you. It must be a miserable existence for you watching football. Just that, me. It was not Zach. <laughs> it, was, it was not Zach. I could promise you. That it was
1: one me. of his old accounts.
0: That's not funny. Come on. It is funny. I was going to say one of his 37 old accounts. <laughs> 39. It was 39. <laughs> I listen. That number isn't surprising if that is in fact the case. So, my condolences and a moment of silence now for uh, Zach's old counts. I, I actually, I actually think it was like seven or eight. Well, I guess Zach doesn't, you, know you. Know so I mean. Zach doesn't know what does moment care of about silence
1: is.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: like you I forgot. You're that dude in the Lambo crowd that's chanting "Go Pat, Go!" during the moments of silence. That's you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's
1: why? That person- person- or the person in a movie theater that's like yelling at their friends, like, Hey, we're going to dinner after this.
0: <laughs> like you're watching like, like a scary movie. Oh my God,
1: don't go in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I bring that up. So I've been at, I've been to Lambo for three separate moments of silence for various different things. And all three of them have been ruined by some jackass yelling something because they had to make sure that everybody in the stadium knew they were there or something. I don't know. It was dumb but I would never do something like that. I promise. Well, you just did. You ruined your own moment of silence. So there's that guys. One of our more pop.
2: I'm not important enough for a moment of silence. Sorry to interrupt you. Continue.
0: (laughs) Our most popular segment. And it kind of ties in this week because the Packers are facing Phillip rivers. And that led me to the thought of three quarterbacks that are kind of similar from the standpoint of, they have some gaudy numbers and, but they haven't, they haven't been successful from a team standpoint for the most part. Uh, and that is Matt Ryan and that is Matthew Stafford and that is Philip rivers. So I must ask you guys, you've got to marry one, fuck one and kill one. Aaron, I will let you go first.
1: Okay. I think I'm going to disagree. Cause we kind of hinted pre show about this, but I'm going to marry Matt Stafford. um I, that's kind of like a personal standpoint. Like I really enjoy him. Um, you know I can't stand Kirk Cousins, couldn't stand Jay Cutler, but like m- Matt Stafford, I was always like, yeah, like I-, I like this guy. Like he seems like a nice, genuine guy, and he seems like a tough mother effer. And yeah, I I could do that. I could I could marry Matt Stafford. Um, as for kill, um, i This is
0: just further proof that your taste in men is so. For everybody that wants to know. Before I got married, I tried to get Aaron, and she said no. Right. So, I right, that's right. Further, further <laughs> proof that your taste in men is horrendous. Wait, why? So, cause I, tur- are you, are you saying I turned you down or? Well, that's your first proof that it's oh, okay. horrendous, but your second proof, I hate Matthew Stafford, but I'll get to that when you're done. See, yeah. I do
1: like Matt Stafford. I don't How could you, What is he done that you could? Okay. We'll talk about we'll that. Wait, we'll get wait
0: till it gets to him. Yeah. yeah. Matthew. Yeah. I, I, Matt Shrek. Stafford is, listen, there's a picture you can see where Stafford is the guy who shows up at your house and eats all of your food. And then he steps out of your bathroom and goes like, Hey dude, where's your plunger? And he's just like a rude why? house guy. That that yeah, look because at- of the way that he looks. No, <laughs> see, I'm not going by about- looks. <laughs> that's like funny as
2: hell, though. Like, <laughs> if that
1: happened, well, I wouldn't want to marry that, but that's not a- I don't believe that. He seems like a nice guy.
2: <laughs> why is um, it his fault that you have a shitty toilet?
1: Right.
0: It's And his why fault don't you have a punchline? I have a I shitty need. toilet now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh my God. You're okay, continue. Two weeks off anyways. and we have a maturity level that has dipped all the way down. Oh my god. The bars were whatever. Worse. It was the, it was pretty low before. <laughs> I am well to quote my the queen of this show, I am not above any of this. <laughs> I fucking hate you. You did say that. <laughs> I did. I did I'll leave it to your guys' imagination for what we were talking about <laughs> when you said that, but anyways,
1: so Mary Matt Stafford. I am going to kill Philip Rivers. I don't need any of that potent seed around me. <laughs> <laughs> any of that What? <laughs> potent seed around me. What does it got? Like 30 kids or some shit. Absolutely what? not. None well, of you, that.
2: Now you just killed off like 50% of the world's population.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's fine. true. We're overpopulated. So if we have a,
0: if we have a zombie apocalypse, Philip Rivers Call is the guy to help or us.
1: Thanos or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so killing Philip Rivers. And then I guess I'm fucking Matt Ryan. I I can't really think of a good excuse as to why other than that's the only thing left.
2: Probably cuz he's <laughs> fucked the Packers so many times.
1: That's a good one. Yeah.
0: So Love I'm going to I'm going to roll this route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, as much as it hurts. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go next. I am going to marry Matt Ryan because I think of this group he's the best of the three quarterbacks. He's a former MVP. He beat Aaron Rodgers out for an MVP during one season, I think that's certainly something. And he should be a Super Bowl champion, if not for the existence no, of Kyle. No, he Fran-
1: shouldn't be. I mean, thats you can't say should. If he should, then he would have. You act like it, he was cheated out of it.
0: Well, if he not for it. the existence of Kyle Shanahan, then they would have won a Super Bowl. I I believe that Matt Ryan should be a Super Bowl champion, and he would have been the Super Bowl MVP of that game as well. So, And he's the only one that's come remotely close to something like that. Now, granted, he's had Fair. some nice pieces around him with Julio Jones. And obviously the offense with Kyle Shanahan is a positive thing to have around him. But I think Matt Ryan is the best one of that. And I want more children. I have one and I love her and she's incredible. And I haven't been able to hold her in eight days and I hate it. So I only have two more days until I can. And then I might hold her for a solid week. So Philip Rivers, give me more babies, my friend. So I guess that's where I'm going in the middle. I don't know if I want as many as you've given. So we're going to have to talk about some birth control or something like that. But
1: Natural family um, planning. He's the advocate yeah. for natural family well, planning. Well, you know what? I'm a
0: strong, <laughs> independent woman. And I am entitled to my, to my own opinions on, <laughs> on birth control. So uh, I am killing Matthew Stafford because I hate him. And I- Why? I just Why? He, he has such yeah, a give, give us a good reason, other than him has, the way that he looks, like he looks he has, like a certain way. He has such a punchable face, like I just talked about.
1: No, that's
2: not Matthew not.
0: Stafford is just like a fat version of Kirk Cousins. Like he puts up all of his numbers in garbage time. He's got a nice arm. I know, like, like, like if him. I had to
1: pick between the two of them of like who I would want to
0: lead my team there's a gun to my head i'd pick matt stafford well i would too but i don't want either one of them to be leading my team i don't like the lions are lions. we're not talking about
1: leading your team we're talking about marrying fucking or killing them
0: well this kind of all plays into it right i don't really trust matthew stafford to make good decisions when it comes to being married because there are just so many small things throughout the course of a game that he makes these small bad decisions that turn into big bad decisions and that's what ends up getting See, that that's plus. A
1: better excuse to me. That and when is he,
0: much more, and I can tell you this, I've seen the lions play the Packers maybe more than any other NFL team. And when I'm in the stands, I don't know what it is, but I scream at him and I just yell at him so much. I don't know what it is, but like I was at the uh, 2014 NFC North title game, the game where Rogers hurt his calf and then he went. I in was locker there too. Room. Okay. So the first series of the game, my buddy and I were, it was my best friend and I were there and we were all like fired up at the beginning of the game. And clay Matthews is like my favorite player. One of my favorite players ever. And Matthews gets sack on the first series of the game. And I just stood up and started screaming. I think every other word out of my mouth was fuck at him. I just, I don't know what it was. I was so excited, but every time they punted, I was yelling, get the fuck off of my field. Like just, I have an irrational hatred oh. for Matthew Stafford. So, yeah, it's very irrational. I'm it's glad just, you realize it's irrational. Yeah. Yeah. I am nothing if not self aware. Anyway, Zach. <laughs> so, I guess it's my turn, huh?
2: Is this segment weird? Maybe, no, maybe our, options. Options, our options are kind of weird sometimes, but I mean, if you're not weird, you're boring. So, that's no. fair. So, okay. I am marrying Matthew Stafford because I'm like Jacob. I'm not an asshole, and I actually love Matthew Stafford. Right? Thank you. Ever since – I mean, I've, I've been in love with a guy ever since he threw that touchdown with the dislocated shoulder in, in his rookie year. Like, ever since then, I was like, holy shit, this guy is actually really cool. And he just – his playing style, like how reckless, sometimes stupid, sometimes really good – it reminds me a ton of of Brett Favre, you know, and not comparing them in any way, obviously, but that's coming from someone who, you know, Brett Favre is the whole reason I ever picked up a football ever. So, you know, I, I can admire Matthew Stafford for that. So I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Um, I'm going to kill Matt Ryan because I still have PTSD over the whole, you know, the the, the NFC the conference championship
0: and but, well, to
1: be fair though, we're like even because obviously we did the same thing to him,
0: yeah. Except we actually finished the job,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, we got a trophy out of it. I mean, I guess it wasn't an NFC championship game, but they were the number one seed, so that no, was no. But it was fun. the
0: game where I don't know if you it was, it's, it's my was,
1: favorite non Super Bowl Packer game,
0: yeah. I don't know if I think Aaron last year you made the uh, it's one of my favorite lines, it's Darren College yelling before mm-hmm. the game starts this may not be our home but they let the wrong dogs in this house yeah and then the tremont williams pick six obviously i've talked about this mm-hmm. on every show and platform i've ever talked about but that was the game i knew when green bay was going to the super bowl
1: rogers played out of his mind probably, best game like, he's ever like, played best game yeah
0: best game he's
2: oh, ever played.
1: my favorite my favorite non-super bowl game
2: i remember that on the, like their first possession uh he threw that that dart right over the middle of the field, right out of his drop to Greg Jennings, weaving in and out a couple guys. Then he fumbled it. And I was like, Oh shit. Right. Oh, and a, then,
1: and then they returned stuff. to kickoff for a touchdown and it, you were like, Oh no. And but yeah. then we, it's we kind of like a 90 something yard. That's yeah, kind of
0: interesting. So green Bay before that kickoff had like a nine minute touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. And then they had the kickoff return right after that. And then green Bay had like another nine minute touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a, a blessing in disguise for the Packers at the time. Cause they basically wore that at, Atlanta's defense was kind of average anyways, but they kind of wore them out because of that. Um, One of my best friends is a Falcons fan. And we talked about that, like as it happened. And I was like, dude, that could be like a problem for you guys. Because now if we go down the field and score the way that we just did, now your defense has been on the field for like 20 minutes straight of game time. And they were, and then the offense didn't do them any favors. They didn't score again until after it was like, well, yeah, 40- cause
1: I, there were two two Tremont picks in the first half. There was the mm-hmm. one in the end zone, and then the pick six right at the end mm-hmm. of
0: the half.
1: Correct. Great game. Anyway, sorry Zach.
2: No, <laughs> oh, no, that was my fault. I kind of we kind of started reminiscing. Um, oh, see, no, and plus th- one of the biggest differences too. <laughs> sorry, I'm like going back here. <laughs> that was like that's there that was like a whole freaking miracle run. Like going from four and six, the whole run the table thing, it seemed like you know, if if somehow Aaron Rodgers pulled this off again, they go into Atlanta and they beat like the best team in football and then somehow went go to the Super Bowl. Maybe not even win the Super Bowl, if they just get to the Super Bowl.
0: Like that is gonna be talked about
2: forever. Like that whole run forever. If it, it makes you feel better. better
0: that Packers team would have gotten destroyed by the Patriots. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. That Packers, well, like that two defense weeks, would have been two just. weeks for Belichick to prep, to slow down Rodgers, And then the Packers defense against that Packers defense in particular against Brady yeah. and Co. the fact that Aaron Rodgers carried them for eight games to that point. I mean,
2: with Ladarius Gunner at cornerback and Demetri Goodson <laughs> up, until, up until he got hurt, I think in Washington,
0: Honestly, too, like one of the other than other than the Super Bowl season, maybe the best coaching job of Mike McCarthy's career, that little stretch, too. Yeah. But just kind of keep everybody bought in for that little stretch with obviously the quarterback going supernova being the biggest factor. But of course, yeah, but everyone, everyone
2: had their hands in that. Yeah. Um. So Mary Stafford kill Ryan. Obviously, and and I feel the same way about uh, Ryan that I that you do about Stafford. I don't like his face. Like his face is unnecessarily red all the time for some reason. <laughs> like I don't know if anybody's noticed that, but it's like it's like every time you see Stafford,
0: it's like someone just got them like slapping him thirty times. I don't, Matt, I don't, Matt Ryan also kind of has that uh, Peyton Manning forehead thing, but he's, he's not
2: like red for no reason. Right, or, but he's not, but he's not
0: Peyton, but he's not Peyton Manning. So like, he's not the greatest quarterback ever. So it's not, we right. a... so can't get away with it. Right. Like without scrutiny.
2: And, uh, obviously that only leaves Philip rivers who I have to fornicate with and obviously repopulate the earth, which is fitting since, you know, we both have very
0: fertile seed. So. Yeah, you have a young reproductive system too, though. So, I mean, he's got to start But He's probably, you're with. probably
1: going to have like octuplets with him.
0: Yeah. Whatever.
2: I mean, uh, the world's population is taking a big hit right now. So it's up to us to kind of help. <laughs>
1: oh, I heard, man.
2: I, heard, I heard
0: complexity. I don't even know <laughs> what you're talking about. I heard COVID <laughs> was fake. Hoax. Oh, you're right. It's a hoax. I'm walking proof. It's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, I, dude been... I think I had it in March,
2: too. Like, early in the process when people, like, were getting, like, negative tests. Mm-hmm. Like early on in the year and stuff, but I'm pretty sure my mom had it. I had it.
0: Like I had all the symptoms. I wouldn't be surprised if there are people that had it before, like testing was a big, big thing or not a big thing. Oh, I'm sure. Like Like, I I bet,
1: I bet people even had it in the US in like December
0: too, but we didn't know that
1: it was a problem until
0: there was was a, and I don't know how much substance there is to this, obviously, but wash your hands, wash your butt. There's some thought that that's what that was. I mean, oh, yeah. Could have been obviously we don't know and we'll never know, but that's interesting. So there you go, guys, that is our Mary fuck kill segment for the week. And we will get to, heavy hitters here in just a moment because that one is going to be interesting. Let's go to the Packers defense against Indy's offense real quick. And the Packers defense last week, I thought actually played really well. And I know you kind of grade them on a curve a little bit because it's in the elements it's against Jacksonville. It's against Jake Luton who allowed me to use one of my favorite gifts on Twitter, which is Bob Barker throwing his putter in the air saying this guy sucks uh, because he's really bad. And the Packers, you know, they were playing without, Jair Alexander and Kevin King, both guys should be back on Sunday. You're hoping, knock on wood, concussions, obviously a little unpredictable for Jair, but Kevin King, a full participant in today's practice. So you're hoping that they can get those guys back. But the biggest thing to me was the return of the pass rush. 20 pressures total on Sunday, seven from my son that I love and who I am well-pleased, Rashawn Gary, who is now also a friend of the program. Uh, I think we're best friends and we we'll totally have to fangirl with him every time that he says something to us, right? I mean, that's the way things work, right? That's oh, standard, standard procedure.
1: I thought right, so.
0: Yeah. So Aaron, that is your official assignment moving forward or to do that. But Rashawn Gary, we had a really cool wallpaper come out. So shout out to our guy, Jared for putting that together and Rashawn. Titletown
1: rain. Bruce.
0: Yep at title town ran our graphics team him and drew drew Chibe, drew 34 those guys have been incredible as far as our yeah. graphics and stuff have gone and we've got some cool stuff coming up this weekend for that but Rashawn gary seven pressures he had a sack at the end he almost had back-to-back sacks on that last series that's that's been as good as it gets and you know what's your guys' thought zach on this pass rush maybe is that a, a sign of things to come is it a blip on the radar because they haven't been that all season what are your thoughts on this pass rush you know moving forward
2: well, it was kind of like when I mentioned an open book today. This is what I mentioned. Um, the, the the Colts, they have DeForest Buckner on their defensive line. And that was somebody that really gave the Packers problems last year in both of those games against the 49ers in, uh, in Santa Clara. So I think him and Justin Houston, I think those are two guys that are really going to stress kind of like, you know, the overall kind of strength of this offensive line, you know, and they also have Darius Leonard at the second level. So I think th- just this overall, uh, just the, 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 the formation, just the overall guys they have up front, just in, in that front seven, I think this, I mean, this offensive line is going to be in for a test, you know, and I think this is, they're going to be the toughest game for the Packers remaining on their schedule, you know, and I, and I don't think it's close necessarily. Just, just this defense completely is going to be, you know, is going to be is going to give them problems. Um and that's why I, I predicted that the Packers lose this game um weeks ago actually this wasn't anything recent I actually didn't see the Packers going into Indianapolis and winning this game and now I I feel like my I feel like my decision is even more fortified now after seeing how they played against Jacksonville. I mean, I know it's a week to week league and everything, but I mean, if they bring the same team that they brought against Jacksonville into Indianapolis then I I just I can't put I can't put all my chips in on the Packers right now, you know, especially against the Colts. So I get the same vibe from the Colts defense right now and with Darius Leonard and Buckner and Houston. I get the same vibe from them right now that I got after that, that game against the Buccaneers, where they were able to just disrupt the flow and the rhythm of the Packers' offense. They were able to pressure Aaron Rodgers to just kind of just keep them that from getting into a rhythm. They were just able to make him really uncomfortable with their rush. So you know that defensive line going up against this offensive line. That's just going to be the biggest kind of matchup to watch uh, on the field this week.
0: And then Aaron on the Packers' defensive side of the ball. You know we're talking about Zadarius Smith having a, a pretty. Actually, I was surprised to see the numbers the way that they were. Uh, that he's still having just uh, he's on pace to have just as good of a season this year as he did last year. And it just doesn't feel maybe as dominant as it did a season ago, uh, maybe because it's less fanfare. I I don't know what the reasoning, why it doesn't feel that way, but it just hasn't Preston Smith. Obviously, I think if you made a list of most disappointing players on the team this year, he might be number one. And the conversation starting to take place amongst some pundits, if you want to call them that is that green Bay, should they be giving his snaps to Rashawn Gary? What are your thoughts on that? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I I think I saw today someone posted a stat about Zadarius saying that he's like in the top five in the league. And I was like, oh, of edge players. And I was really surprised to see that because it just hasn't felt that productive. And I think part of the problem is the entire pass rush hasn't felt productive. So it just kind of seems like that gets lost at the end of a game. The path like Z doing anything. But I mean, I, I would agree that you know, maybe we should start giving Rashawn more snaps. Uh, he's shown improvement. He's, you, you know, and tra- he had a really good training camp. I'm a little surprised that he's not getting the snaps that I would have expected, uh, especially with Preston being so disappointing. But I wonder if there's just some precedent that they feel like they need to play Preston uh, because they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next off season. Cause I think his contract is pretty easy to get out of. And I think they're hoping, Oh, maybe if he turns it on, maybe if all of a sudden he starts get, getting to get going and, he just hasn't really done that. And uh, so I think, I mean, at this point, it, something needs to change uh, with this pass Obviously, like you said, they had a really good game, you know, this past week, but, you know, was that because they weren't playing a great team or, you know, I think this is going to be a good test because they're playing like a veteran quarterback this week, you know, not a sixth round rookie. So, you know, they're going to need to bring the juice as They've all said, which doesn't feel like we've really seen a whole lot of, but um, I think if I'm losing my patience with Preston, it's really disappointing because obviously you love the super Smith bros, but if he can't turn it on, I mean, why are we not using Rashawn Gary when he's proven to
0: be better? You know, Yeah, I'll say this much that Rashawn Gary as of right now, this season has played 227 snaps and Preston Smith has played 443. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, ridiculous. I mean, the gap doesn't need to be that significant. I don't know mm-hmm. if they need to necessarily bench Preston, so to speak, because, I mean, ultimately, the NFL is not a true meritocracy. Preston Smith makes $13 million a season. He's going mm-hmm. to the field. And frankly, when both players are playing at their highest levels that they're capable of right now, Preston Smith is a better player than Rashawn Gary. That's not disrespectful mm-hmm. to Rashawn Gary. It's just the reality. The problem is Preston Smith hasn't played like that all season. But if the Packers are going to get to where they want to go, their pass rushers need to be their best players. They're their highest, highest paid players, highest invested in players. That's where they need to be. That's where their best players come in. And this is a really good test for them this weekend to do something like that, because you're facing an offensive line that has Braden Smith and Anthony Costanzo, two really good offensive tackles. Quentin Nelson is the best offensive guard. Maybe the best offensive lineman forget position in all of football. He's phenomenal this Packers pass rush. That's cool. You can do it against Jacksonville and a shitty quarterback and all that sort of stuff. Can you do it against Phillip rivers, a wily veteran and maybe the best offensive line in all of football from left to right man to man that way. So that'll be interesting guys. This is controversial. Apparently I didn't realize that it was, but it is. <sighs> I don't
1: even, I'm not ready for
0: this. Rashawn Gary says it best. Put it no. And everything. And I Not literally apparently yes, because I microwave popcorn and then I dump it in a bowl and then I put some cheese on top of it and then I melt that cheese on it. And apparently that has led to some looks of disgust. And I wish I could like screen capture what I have right now with the way you two are looking at me, but apparently that is controversial and I would like to know why you guys don't, and why you're unwilling to try it? Hold on what's your, what's your process again? Can you run me through that again? Microwave popcorn. So I've got the bag. Okay. And, no. then I, and then I and then I dump it into a bowl, and then I put cheese on it, and then I microwave to melt the cheese on it.
2: Ew. So you microwave
0: the popcorn again? Uh for like 15 seconds to melt the cheese. So doesn't that make going. it? Oh my god, there's so many questions that I have. Go on.
1: Okay, so. Like the fact that you're microwaving again, like Zach said, doesn't that make it soggy? No. Why did Zach just put on shades? Okay, Jair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I felt like it. I just realized they were up there, so.
0: You know, uh, we're not on video, right? Like nobody can see this.
2: No, well, yeah, we can see, but- only you guys can. That's all I care about.
0: Okay, that's fair.
2: These Go should on. be in my car. They should be in my my sunglasses thing, but they're they're up here for some reason. Gotcha.
1: Anyways, continue. Anyways, um, so doesn't the cheese get soggy, or nope. I mean, the popcorn get soggy? Okay. Nope. Um, how the hell do you eat it?
2: With, with this my hands, hands. It's like a, like a freak, like a psychopath. So with okay.
1: cheese, with melted cheese, you stick your hand in there, and because when yes. when you proposed this, you said cheese on popcorn, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, we could talk about Garrett's, because as a Chicagoan, Garrett's popcorn is the fucking shit. And you mix the cheese, the cheese flavoring with the caramel, and it's like a salty sweet snack. It's nope, amazing. Nope. And you were like, "No, I'm like actual cheese." Right. I. No. We, we were do- just dogging on someone in our first episode about ketchup and how messy that is. That's ketchup, and- though. This isn't a mess at all.
0: Melted cheese isn't a mess. Not at all. I need like a photo of this. I can't. I will happily send you one. Okay. The next time I make it, I haven't had popcorn in a while, but the next time I have popcorn, I'll, wonder put why. And I'll send it to you. Why haven't I had popcorn in a while? Because it's disgusting. No, it's popcorn delicious. No, popcorn's good. I'm talking the way you eat it. Oh, no, the way I eat, it, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you to add something to it. It's great. Put cheese on I mean, everything. I can't really give Jacob shit because you eat popcorn with ketchup on it no I'm not sure not sure no I'm not, no. What the no f- we
1: did learn who that was because he, he I I did yeah
0: deservedly outed him uh
2: what was it what was it I did I when I was when I was younger actually when I was a teen I would put lemon juice in my popcorn and it was actually pretty good but that's like you're talking like a
1: squirt. you're not talking about like bathing it in well i would i would drizzle it yeah
2: that's different yeah. drizzle it's not like grease no it's not, it's not like, like fucking it no it's not like marinating in in a, in a lemon like in a pool of lemon yeah no. i would like i would you know that's drizzle different. it over, over the popcorn put some salt in yeah and it was it was it was really good wow you, you actually you agree with that you you like it
1: i mean that sounds more logical to me like to eat because you spray butter on your popcorn so a little bit of liquid isn't like weird Oh, I was expecting
2: it more of a. I mean, joke. I don't know about lemon
1: juice, but I mean, I've tried flavors of popcorn. I don't have an issue with the flavoring of cheese on popcorn. It's more of he's eating melted
0: cheese with
1: his bare hands
0: on popcorn. I don't actually like grab the cheese though. There's plenty of popcorn around there to where I don't ever actually touch it.
2: So would you feel better if you used a fork?
1: Like a spoon, maybe, but it's that's so weird.
0: That'd be hard. Not, that would be difficult
2: because it's that's the, not the, a bowl the, the of cheese. cereal. The cheese melds <laughs> the popcorn together, doesn't it?
1: Well, then I guess a fork. Then I don't For- know. It's Fun just fact, this weird.
0: Speaking of cereal, I have never eaten cereal with a spoon.
1: Oh God!
0: But you- I also eat my How cereal do you eat dry. It, then what are
1: you talking about?
0: <laughs> I eat my cereal dry, so I don't need a spoon.
1: You've never had it with milk, then? Nope. Oh my God! I don't Zach, like you milk. know that we oh, we are doing this podcast with a psychopath. Who
0: is this guy? I haven't he had a not. I haven't had milk since I was like 14. Oh, I
1: don't like milk either. But, but I'll I don't like but milk regular milk, but I'll drink like soy milk.
0: Nope. Mm. I will have it like if there's like chocolate, like I'll have there are these shakes that I drink with like almond milk. So I'll be able to mix that together and make it like chocolate, but otherwise regular so you could milk put or that or in like, your cereal. I could, but yeah, you put yeah, there's like milk substitutes and stuff that you can use. Eh. Yeah, but I have a feeling that would taste odd with like Honey Nut Cheerios or some of the cereal that no. I eat. No, I've never tried it. Vanilla milk. No,
1: I'm I just I just get this image of you just eating like there's like stringy cheese, like and you're eating it
0: with your nope, popcorn. It's not right? that this way. Just, nope. <clears throat> well, consider I use like square cheese, too, so it doesn't get like stringy like that. It's like so you use them like
1: American cheese. Like mm-hmm. that's was my other question. American mm-hmm. cheese. I mean that's wait,
0: like like <laughs> so okay. So here's how the process like goes. craft singles let's, let's, let's <laughs> craft, craft singles. <laughs> let's go, let's go through it. Okay. So I take the bag of popcorn <laughs> and I open it, and then I will put it in the microwave, and then I let it pop, and then I put it in the bowl, and then I will take, yes, some craft singles, and I will tear them up into like some you know quarter sized pieces and put them around on the popcorn accordingly, and then I put it back in the microwave for like 30 seconds to melt that cheese.
1: God, and that then I eat
0: wide. it. It's delicious. Oh, I'm telling you, try it.
1: I will not do that with American cheese. Why? No way. I don't like American cheese.
0: Oh, well, then. Unless
1: it's on like a burger where I can't really
0: tell that it's American cheese. Do it with like cheddar cheese or something. <laughs> then It's good no matter what way you do it. I've used American. I've used like shredded sharp cheddar. Like
1: I'm just at a loss for words. Are you okay, Zach?
2: I mean, you just you think you know a guy, and then he's just he pulls it.
1: this is is weird. I'm very uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) He sat here on that first episode, slandering the dude who ate popcorn with ketchup. Casual, acting like he was one of us. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. He's a freak. (laughs) Little did we know that he was here hiding
0: in the shadows he was one of those people
1: no and he no, suckered not, us into doing this podcast no, this is
0: no 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 this is not at all the same thing because ketchup is disgusting on anything that's true I no hate
1: no no i'll i'll do it on a burger but that's about it
2: no you guys are wrong we already
1: had this discussion
0: <laughs> we did and you're still wrong no no, no. All righty. Well, that is our heavy hitter segment for the week, guys. We're, we're I don't even end. know what
1: to say. I don't even have any fucking words.
0: Well, I'm happy to help you. So that's, <laughs> that's where we're at. That's why we're here, guys. Let's go through it real quick. We've got our predictions. Who wins on Sunday and why? Erin, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be the Packers, and I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be, um, we'll go like 30-27. I 30, think it's going to be maybe 26
0: I will tell you this, 30, by the 26. time by the time we get to Sunday, uh, Aaron is going to be so confident because the entire world is going to be picking the Colts, so I know how that is for her. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: All of a sudden, Packers Twitter is good because the more that they freak out, the better I feel. Um, so, yeah, everyone's going to be like, we're going to lose it. We're going to like lose. We're going to get beat. Like, we're going to lose by 30, and then I'll be like, okay, we're going to win by 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: ready. All right, Zach. Who do you have? Shades. I mean, I, I'll I'll happily be wrong because I mean, like I'm 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 picking the Colts, and like I said earlier, this isn't something that's just brand new. Like I weeks ago, I said that this would probably be a game that the Packers lose just going into Indianapolis. I wasn't a fan of the matchup. I feel like the Colts are just right now. I that that defense that 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 uh, front seven. I feel like that's just. a a, a big thing that's going to throw Aaron Rodgers off and that's going to kind of disrupt the flow of the offense you know I just I can't shake the comparison to going up against that Buccaneers defense I just feel like you know there's some similarities there and I don't know if the Packers learn from their mistakes you know I haven't I haven't seen you know enough to really reach that conclusion yet so uh, I think the Colts win 31-26 again I'll happily take being wrong I mean, I always am because I'm an idiot, but <laughs> regardless, yeah, that's that's my pick.
0: Seconded on the idiot part. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay. I like them 28-24. I think that they have enough to be able to neutralize that Colts pass rush. They have some good players. DeForest Buckner obviously is incredible, but the Colts don't have Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. And Justin Houston's a really good player, but he's not as good as that tandem put together for that. So, I think Indy's got some things. They'll make some plays, but I think Green Bay'll make some plays on defense as well and I think that they'll catch the one that Philip Rivers throws. I think I, I was going
1: to say I think Philip Rivers turns the ball over twice.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that he's he's prone to and do. And that, right.
1: that's going to be the difference. Uh, like I'm a big person of the turnover battle and that's why it's so impressive that we won despite turning the ball over twice. I think that that's going to be a difference maker this week is the the one team that turns it over once is losing.
2: Yeah, and I see the Packers doing that. He played, he played pretty well against Green Bay last year too. Maybe not statistically the greatest, but last year when he was at the Chargers, he you know Packers went to L.A. He had a pretty pretty decent outing. Then four years before that, he threw five hundred yards against Green Bay's shitty defense at the time. Well, um,
1: our we played in California last year. That game doesn't count.
0: <laughs> it counts. <laughs> does does it. No,
1: no California games don't count.
0: California, anything doesn't count.
1: Nothing. Oh, it was no disrespect to you
2: kind of i get it i get it there's nothing there's like nothing that has to do with 2015 or 2019 that has to do with this sunday philip river's a totally different set of weapons with zach pascal michael pittman and, and ty Hilton. everything everything is totally different yeah. but philip Rivers still a veteran quarterback who could turn it on at any time and can get the ball out of his hands quickly and that offensive line is really good they can protect him and they kind of what jacob said about the about um the col uh, the colts pass rush that offensive line could just as easily neutralize the Packers pass rush. I feel like, and that, they it could turn them into a non-factor, a pass rush that's already been struggling this season and very, very inconsistent. So I feel like if Phillip, Phillip Rivers has enough time, then I feel like he can, he can shred this defense. And again, I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong.
0: Well, I think you will be. So that's the good <laughs> news is you guys talked about the turnovers on Sunday. Something else you could point out is green. Bay only had two turnovers but something else is like, I count in some hidden plays as you can kind of count them as almost turnovers. And mm-hmm. that is like fourth down, they were 0 for 1 on fourth down conversions. And they had a special teams play, a punt return for a touchdown. And that is essentially a momentum type, turnover type play. Mm-hmm. And the Packers yeah. had four of those, whereas Jacksonville, they had the one. So they were. Yeah, the Packers great. aren't
1: doing that twice.
0: No, I don't think so. And I think they'll have a much better outing. I think they'll have the fans in the stands. That'll help. And they've actually been better. I'll be there. The- yep. And they've been better on the road this year than they've been at home. So we're out of time for this episode. It was good to be back guys. Like I said, it was good to be around. Well, you know, it was cool to, I don't even know what to call whatever this was, but that's what we're <laughs> going to go with. Um, the illusion was- of complexity. <laughs> Yeah. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, I'm Jacob. I'm the host. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf and find me all over game on Wisconsin. And we have our new merchandise site up. So be sure to check that out. That's tweeted all over the place. Um, And you might find some other stuff that comes up off of that as well, but it's been kind of cool. So be sure to grab some stuff. Uh, The, the profit for that goes back into the website. So this gives us an opportunity for you to support uh, some of the people that we have working and doing some really great stuff for us. So Thank you guys for that. Um, check that out for us. And then of course the, the Jamal Williams charity is something I'll plug into. Mm-hmm. We can get, so we're, we're getting close there. The, the swag bag giveaway is actually one month from today. If you guys are listening on Thursday. So uh, I look forward to being able to do that here in the next month. So that's where you can find all my stuff, Zach, where can we find you?
2: You can find me at it's Zachariah J on Twitter. And you can find me at packer Report.com, And every Wednesday on open
0: book with Eli Berkovitz. And being stalked by OnlyFans chicks on Twitter, so kudos.
2: What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, I mean, come on, what the hell is wrong with you? My name in this stream is Zach OnlyFans. So
1: yeah,
0: I am a it Zach is. Jacobson Zach's gonna OnlyFans. Have only fans. You can't you can't
2: see it right now, but Jacob's name in this stream at this moment is Zach OnlyFans. Zach.
0: <laughs> because I am a Zach Jacobson only fans account.
2: Yeah. He's, he's actually my top subscriber mm-hmm. yep.
0: and I would pay for whatever it is he's selling. So it's for rad <laughs> on that. Speaking of people that Nope, never mind. I don't even know oh what that was going to be. A, that was going to be yeah, a really that, rough that transition. Was go really,
1: I like <laughs> oh that was going in a direction. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I caught
0: myself before I said anything. I have plausible right. deniability, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, I you can
1: find me on Twitter at at heroin H-E-R-O-O-I-N-E. um and i'm also going to be uh <laughs> fucking hate you. Zach. <laughs> He's making faces at me. Um what are you talking about <laughs> and now um, Jacob is following him I work with two children, Jesus Christ. Anyways, you can also find me. Um <laughs> I'm gonna actually start writing a weekly article uh for Game On. So that should be out tomorrow or These are just children. I wish you guys could see this. Oh, my God. This is why
0: we don't do (sighs) video.
1: I no longer. She's just making shit up. Yeah. Okay, so
0: next week when Aaron's not on the show, you guys will understand why. Uh, It's Packers and Colts Colts Sunday, 325. It got moved back, (laughs) which means Aaron gets to go to dinner at like 11 p.m. in Indianapolis instead of 6 o'clock like she was supposed
1: to. No, I'm going Saturday night although it's at nine 15. So it's still late, but it's like, it's, I'm going to St. Elmo's, which is like, apparently a world renowned steakhouse. So pretty, pretty stoked.
0: Yeah. I'm, I will be
1: social distancing and wearing a mask. Don't worry.
0: I'm jealous. Um, but you know, whatever. I don't think I could go even if I wanted to at this point. So anyways, thank you guys for listening in. It was, it was fun <laughs> to be back. Packers and Colts will be three twenty five on Sunday and we will be back next week previewing, a game against the Chicago bears. So that should be a whole lot of fun looking forward to that. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.